1: This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fan-Sided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Kevin Daggett and Lee Vowell.
0: And welcome to the 12th Man Rising podcast. Yeah, I'm Lee, and with me is the star of the show, Kevin. Kevin, how are you?
1: Well, now that I've had a couple of days to cool off, I'm doing pretty well. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we needed like four <laughs> days. I, I still, it's still, um, I had to do this Q and A with the a really nice guy of the Viking side, fan side. And and when I'm answering my the questions he has for this the Seahawks, it's more like just like I still can't. I want to vent, you know, during the and that was today. And I'm just like yeah. I I can't. I need to. This this is what I I know you have a list. And I I'm more interested in hearing what you have to say than what I have to say. To be honest, but I think what what peeved me off the most was. What we saw in the first game was great execution, great game planning, maybe by the offense in the first half, nothing in the second half. And then the defense was like, I I think the Colts just have issues. The defense was good throughout the game, but we saw their true colors in the second game when they couldn't get any pressure and the cornerback still sucked. But yet the offense started off well and with the help of a couple of plays on the defense in the first half. And then the second half, I, I, if the score were 40 to nothing at halftime, I don't think I'd feel that comfortable. But in the second half, we saw exactly the same thing we saw in week one, which was no offense and no adjustment to what the defense was going to do. And then the defense regressed because they were on the field for three quarters of literally three quarters of the game. So and then the special every facet. Myers missing that extra point was huge. But I think even if he had made that extra point the uh, the Titans probably would have gone for two and made it. I would have because they had all the momentum and there was nothing stopping Derrick Henry. But they just they exposed the Seahawks so much defensively and offensively in the second half of that game that I I don't have any faith at this point that they will be any better than fourth in the division.
1: No, and, you know, damn good and well, Bra- Vrabel would have gone for two on that. And I'm shocked. He had had the extra point he would have gone for two. I'm actually a little bit surprised that he didn't go for two regardless because that's how Mike Vrabel is. He's a, he's, I love that guy. He's, a, he's just an aggressive players coach guy. You know, a couple of things. First of all, 10, 10 penalties for 100 yards, that is undisciplined. And some of those were personal fouls that were really stupid. DK Metcalf needs to get off his high horse about, you know, dude, just settle down a little bit. You're lucky you didn't get a big personal foul on that one. I don't know what, DJ Reed, I mean, I can get that was kind of a chump call. But if they're getting into the new rules, then you need to watch yourself on that. Um, We're playing against Derrick Henry. We kind of controlled him in the first half. You know that guy's going to come out. Because every game where they get beat, guess what he does the next game? He goes for about 200 yards. So you knew that guy was going to cut loose. Um, they say somewhere along the line that, you know, Trey Flowers, I, you know I don't like that guy. I don't – he didn't play very well, but he, he has – I mean, he – you know, he, some guys caught the ball in front of him and he knocked him down. But he got burned on a couple and – Somebody was blaming, I forget who it was, was saying that Jamal Adams was at fault for a couple of those plays because he was supposed to help him out and this and that. And, you know, I heard Wilson say, well, we did our job. We scored 30 points. Really? Because (laughs) six of those were on a blown coverage play that you got lucky on. And six of those, I guess seven, so a total of 14 of those, were on a strip sack where they put you at the seven yard line. So,
0: well actually not, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but six more of those were on Lockett making a play when he really should have been tackled thirty five yards before the goal line.
1: Exactly. So let's not, you know, talk about how great your offense is and you scored all these points because that's just not the way it is. And and you know, I, I don't know. I you're exactly right. I mean the first game i don't know what that was i I was like man this is great you know and then what was the time of possession 42 minutes to 22 minutes or something like that Mm -hmm. on a for a for a defense that none of them played in the preseason so of course those guys were gassed and once again what numbers did we not hear on the defense the big numbers we didn't hear of dunlop we didn't hear of. i mean we heard of uh What's his name? Um, I don't know what. It, I guess Green did it. Alton Robinson had a couple good plays. Um, but again, the big names besides Bobby Wagner, who you know is going to come around every game. Um, Jamal Adams, that first play, they called him offsides. I don't even know if he was offsides, but um, I don't know, man. It was just, it was, it was humiliating um, to, to see. I mean, what do you do? You scored six points in the second half or seven points in the second half. Off a blown, completely blown coverage. So I don't know what the hell's going on.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was, it was it was six because as you as you rightfully said, because Myers missed the extra point. They've scored 13 yeah. points in the second halves and overtime of the first two games, which shows me Shane Waldron as an offensive coordinator so far. and Maybe he'll improve because he's just started being an offensive coordinator. But so far, he knows what to do. He's got a game plan. And he's going to work that in the first half and that's going to work pretty well. And then at halftime when the teams go in and the defenses get rested and coaches are like, this is what we need to do. They adjust Waldron so far cannot adjust. The offense has sucked the first two weeks of the season because they weren't good against the Colts. They scored seven points. They should have blown that game open. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's, it, I have no faith. Well, well, I, what I can see, this Vikings defense, and we'll get into the Vikings in just a minute, but this Vikings offense has a lot of the same kind of qualities that the Titans do. The Titans have a better offensive line, but skill-wise, they're pretty much even because the Vikings mm-hmm. have a lot of good receivers. They have a great running back. Their quarterback, Cousins and Tannehill, I mean, you've traded them out with either team. They're the same team, right? But I can see this game going just like week two. I can see where the Seahawks maybe have a little bit of lead on the road, and then the second half the Vikings are just going to outscore them. I, I don't see any Ken Norton. Jun, Ken Norton Jr. needs to be fired, and we've said that yep. the the second half of last year's defense was better because they got better players. It was almost it was weird because they got Dunlap halfway through last season. Adams came back and was healthy, and it's almost like that half a season made the defense look better for Seattle because offenses could not yet adjust to what Seattle's defense, the personnel they had. It wasn't the coaching. It was the personnel. And we start this year with health, fairly healthy personnel. I mean, Brian Monet missed and that may have cost him to be honest. Monet missed this game and, and Kim D. played and he had that big penalty, which, Gave uh, the Titans some points, but I don't see the coach at Ken Norton Jr. needs to be gone. They need to hire a new DC. But at this point, it may be too late. It's too late in the season. The cornerbacks, DJ Reed was fine. He was okay. He actually he was okay in the second week. Trey Flowers and everybody else, they're they're not good enough, and they're not going to be good enough. Maybe Sidney Jones oh. plays a bunch in week three, but Kevin, who do they need to sign to try to help fix this?
1: Richard Sherman he's gonna he may not fix it but he will be the guy who can show some leadership and get these guys straightened out and fired them up I mean I was you know I thought um, uh, Jamal Adams is a good rah-rah guy I haven't really seen that in the first two games you know as far as getting people fired up but I don't know man it's um you got in the NFL you got a put the gas pedal down and keep it down. I mean, you can't let up in the second half. But yeah, well, how does Waldron know that they're not going to that the Titans are not going to go into the second in the halftime and say like, "Hey, we need to adjust some things here." I mean, how does he not know that that's going to happen? And then like you said, he didn't adjust anything. You know, we talk about the Vikings possible loss there. I don't even want to look at the next game after that i mean there's a good possibility <laughs> a good this point. team could go one and three in the first four games and i mean i don't even know but it's um um you know and i don't know I've, i i think i heard some when was the last time we we were in a nfc championship game was that 2014 super bowl year we lost
0: uh yeah, guess it was. That was the last time. It, yeah, they had a chance to go to the Super Bowl. That's correct.
1: And the way things are going this year, I doubt we're going to be there this year. So, I mean, what did I don't know? I mean, do you, do you make a change at quarterback after that? I mean, what do you do? I mean, you know, because Wilson's not he's not the Russell Wilson that he was a few years ago. Still, he's a great quarterback. I'm not you know not going to say he's not a great quarterback, but I don't. I just don't know. I don't. I don't know that it's the off, all the offensive lines' fault nowadays. Um, I mean, Carson. What? How many yards did Carson have? Twenty yards or something this game? Yeah. Mean, I, mean, I don't know what's good going point. on. Alex. Alex Collins. Jeez, I don't even know. I mean, you know, at this point, you know, you, I, our draft pick, our first round draft picks have just been horrible. I mean, our sixth round running back's better than our first round running back. First round running backs not even playing right now. Um, I don't even know. It's just, it's very frustrating as a, as a Seahawks fan to, to look at what we look like going into this season, the change that they made. It's like, okay, you know, we always question what are these guys doing? What are they, what are they waiting for? And then boom, they do these crazy things. Like, Whoa, <laughs> that was cool. Awesome. That, here we go again. You know, we we were criticizing them and then they do this great and then it ends up being nothing. So it's crazy. I mean, I have Carlos Dunlap. What happened to that guy?
0: Where is he? I don't. I, I, you actually hit on Collins. Collins had one run for twenty-five yards. Never touched the ball after that. And the what? tight ends. What, what Will Sh- Disley was in on like forty-three percent of the snaps. I, what? What? What was the game plan? I mean, I know I'm stuttering because I'm at a loss. I have no idea. This this offense was designed we understood to feature a lot more tight ends. And then week two, it was nothing. I mean, and yep. so is it the tight ends or not the tight ends? Cause I'm sure they're out there doing whatever they got to do. Or is it the, the offensive scheme or Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson, just missing those plays open in the middle. I and mean, then when I tweet from the game during the game, people respond, Oh, he's got stuff right out there in the open in the middle of the field. I don't see that. But maybe other people are seeing this stuff I'm not, which could be the case. I'm not the smartest tool in the shed, but is it Wilson, or is it Waldron because to me the the tight ends got what six catches in the first game, and then only Gerald Everett got catches, and they weren't they didn't produce much. He, only he got catches in the first but Dis, disley wasn't even on the field, so well, i I had no idea. I mean, to me, again, I'm not a professional, but if I'm on offensive coordinator and we they're up, t- what, 21 to six at halftime, right? And then was it 21 to six? That right? That was a Colts yeah. game. Anyway, whatever it was, they were up. I had a pretty. Solid it was
1: lead. way more. It was way too many to lose.
0: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, and then you come out. I'm to me, I'm changing things. I'm like, well, you know what? They're gonna they're gonna adjust to what we're doing. And they're stopping Chris Carson because for some reason the offensive line can't block at all for run blocking so far this year. It's not Carson, because he's creating yards that aren't there. And then, you know, I would come out in the second half being like, well, I'm if they're gonna eat clock, I'm gonna eat clock. I'm gonna throw, you know, underneath to the tight ends or whatever, see what they can do because we've got talented tight ends. The second halves of the first two weeks have just sucked and and you kind of talked about the defense. What happens if Bobby Wagner had gotten hurt in the second quarter of that game? Mm. That's the only guy out there playing, Mm. right? 20. Yeah.
1: Unfortunately, our, our defensive coordinator is the defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys right now, but um, (laughs) we should have picked him up when he was available. But, you know, and you mentioned this passing stuff. What was there? 320 yards passing. I swear to God. 280 of that was four catches. You know, I mean, in that that overtime series, was there three three completely missed thrown balls? I mean, he and then they weren't even close. No. And so there's and how many short passes were there? I I didn't couldn't find none. But (laughs) there wasn't any. What I mean, no, there's no quick outs. There's no across the middle. Like you said, we have very talented tight ends. We have very talented wide receivers that can run routes and beat guys. Um, DK Metcalf is a big boy. Swain's pretty good size, but I mean, I don't get it, man. I, I don't, he can't throw underneath. He can't throw the short passes, the moon ball. I don't know how people can't stop that because they know that's what he's going to do. Um,
0: Unless maybe he's those just guys so are the- good at it. He's putting a, a, at a point where, I mean, he is great throwing, but you kind of hit on it in in a way with the moon ball. Before in previous seasons, what we got from Wilson when there was some stress in the game is he's looking for the home run the last couple of seasons. So maybe it's like Schottenheimer kind of built in him some bad habits because you just hit on it. And overtime, what did they do? They, 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 he was looking for a home run. He wasn't trying to pick up yards and that's exactly what he's done the first two weeks. When there's a little bit of stress, he goes for the home run. And so just working the offense. So, I'm, I I guess that's why I'm so confused. Is it Wilson? Is it Waldron? Is it Waldron not adjusting? Is it Wilson going back to bad habits? It's just, I know we're only two games in. Maybe we're overreacting, but you can't have a loss this early in, in NFC West. It's too good. You have, if you start one and three, you're not making the playoffs in the NFC West, like you said.
1: Yeah, I'm sure we're overreacting, but like you're right, exactly right. We're fourth in the division right now, and it's going to be hell to get out of that spot because I didn't think the Cardinals were going to be the Cardinals that they're being. You knew San Francisco and L.A. were going to be good, but the Cardinals, really? So now we're behind the Cardinals already? Shiminy Christmas. (laughs) I mean.
0: You know what would fix all this? I think that would be that would be manscaping. And actually, uh, yeah. I, I know you're going to go into the promo. I did buy the, uh, the the weed trimmer. I guess that's what it is. The it weed works. whacker. I was going to ask weed whacker. You about. Yeah, I keep miss saying that. I'm sorry. So the weed whacker, I honestly bought this. So I've I've had a ear and nose trimmer for several years. The weed whacker, when I use it, it sounds like the old one I had. But honestly, when I used it this last couple of times, it's doing a lot more damage than that, so it's not the sound. It's it's the RPMs, I guess, is what's doing it. But it works fantastically, <laughs> and that's that's firsthand account. I'm not I'm not just saying this because it's manscaped or whatever. It works fantastically.
1: So it's doing damage, but it's good damage.
0: <laughs> yeah, good damage. The damage I want. It's kind of like when you're Russell Wilson in the first half and you're throwing it downfield and people are catching it for touchdowns, like if you're Tyler Lockett or Freddie Swain or whatever. That's the good damage you want instead of the, the bad damage as far as really you got, you got really sacked in the end zone. It should have been a safety and nobody called it, that kind of damage.
1: That's right. And as, as you mentioned, we all got our summer bods in shape. Now we're getting into our fall bods, but we still have the Manscaped product. It's the fourth generation performance package. It's got the Lawnmower 4.0. And let's see, it's time to bundle up the Manscaped Performance Package. Inside the package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0, the aforementioned Weed Whacker Era Nose Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and Travel Bag to hold your goodies. First off, the new Performance Package 4.0 includes the Lawnmower 4.0. The trimmers, this trimmer's insane, dare I say, the goat of ball trimmers. Yes, I said it. The fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Thanks to the advanced skin safe technology, Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multi function on off switch, can engage a travel lock, and gives you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for more precise shave. Did I mention this trimmer's waterproof too? In the shower or in the wild, from your chest to your pubes, all the way down to your ball throw, the man. Lawnmower 4.0 is the best trimmer for you. you. Want to take your grooming to the next level? The Performance 4.0 includes the Weed Whacker. Chop your worst weeds up top, your nose, and your ear. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof. It uses a 9,000 RPM motor, 360 degree rotary dual blade system. The nose and ear trimmer provides proprietary skin safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Seal the deal with the Manscaped liquid formulation before heading outside use crop preserver ball deodorant to keep your game in the heat and then after trimming the lawn and whacking the weeds in the heat give your beach ball ball is a boost with the crop reviver manscaped even threw in two free gifts their performance package 4.0 the manscaped boxers and the shed travel bag bring your comfort and boxers to another level get 20% off and free shipping with the code fanside20 at manscape.com that's 20% off and free shipping with the code fanside20 at manscape.com escape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine with manscape.
0: And like I said first hand use I've used one of their items and it seems fantastic. So but so this week we have we have coming up the Vikings game, obviously the the Seahawks have not lost to the Vikings since Russell Wilson's been quarterback. They should have lost the playoff game. I, I think several, it was 2016 or whatever in the ice bowl when they won 10 to nine and Blair Walsh missed that, uh, that field goal. And then, uh, the Seahawks brass thought, oh, that's fantastic. We should bring him in as a kicker. Uh, Jason Myers missed that extra point. Yes. He's been fantastic for the last two years it should have never come down to that extra point being missed for them to win. So I'm not blaming any of this on Jason Myers. He should have made the extra point, but because he missed it, it is not his fault. Also, I don't think it's completely the defense's fault because what happens uh, offensively for the Seahawks, if you're not, yeah, you scored kind of like what you were saying, I score, you take out three plays from the offense and they don't do, they're not doing crap. They're fluky plays. That Freddie Swain thing, you and I, well, especially I, who am not a great athlete, could have caught that and ran in for a touchdown because nobody was covering it yeah. and nobody was at yeah. 20 yards. They were fluky plays. so you, And you can't rely on those. But that said, when you look at the the defensive statistics so far, unless you're the Panthers who have a ridiculous defense so far, and, and maybe they're loaded. I mean, this, the Seahawks are 16th currently in team defense for some reason. And then the Vikings are 27th. So there is hope for the Seahawks to go into halftime with a lead. And then maybe this week changes everything and they play well in the second half. If you're 12, you shouldn't go into the game thinking we're going to lose because what I saw in week two. This matchup, what scares me is the Vikings offense looks a whole lot like the Titans and Seahawks not adjusting. But how do you feel about going into this game?
1: I don't feel really. What are the offenses ranked? I mean, the, do you have that? Is that a handy stat there?
0: Oh, it could be. If if only somebody more tick savvy than I, they would have those stats. Because <laughs> I, I mean,
1: I don't know the fight. The Vikings. They've always got a pretty tough D against the Seahawks, and yeah, that Walsh thing—I don't know why they signed that guy, but he wasn't—he wasn't good to begin with. I agree with you on Myers. I mean, he's going to miss miss an extra point once in a while, but you think when you've got a lead like that, and the funny thing is, I said to myself when they kicked that foot. Actually, my son and his buddy were over when that right when that happened, and I said that extra point's going to come down. That's going to be a factor in the end of the game, and um, sure enough, it was. You know, who knows how much of it it was but it 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 was but like you said you can't you can't rely on that and really blame him for that but going into the Vikings game I don't know I mean are we going to see what we saw in the first half of week 1 the first half of week 2 or the second half you know what I mean so um I guess we'll just have to see. I, I, it's hard to even make a make a, um, a prediction on this one, and and because you you're right. I mean, both these quarterbacks are kind of in the you know their second or third chance in the league, and you know they're both doing pretty well with and the teams they have. And and um, you know I'd like to say that our quarterbacks are uh, uh, a lot better than they are, but we'll see.
0: <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. So actually, the the Seahawks uh, offense is eighth in the league in points scored at twenty nine. The Vikings are tw- tenth at twenty eight point five. Um, so we, I mean, we know that that the Seahawks uh, it gets weird because their their offense in the first half is is really good and then they don't do anything. So the Seahawks offensively are are tenth in the league as far as yards per game, and then the Vikings are. Actually, he looks like they're sixth in the league. Of course, they're 0-2, and, 2 and the, the Seahawks are 1-1. Uh, defensively, as far as quarterback rating allowed, the Seahawks are 20th at 98.1. They've allowed two touchdown passes. All right, two touchdown passes. I guess they got ran on by Derrick Henry. Um, but don't have any picks. And then the Vikings are... 28, allowing a quarterback rating of 123.6. And they've allowed five touchdown passes versus two. So because they're not getting any pressure on the quarterback, really. So um, when it comes to quarterback hits, for instance, the Seahawks are. Dead air, that's always good. T- 31st, actually. Third? No, that's not right. They're second in the league in quarterback hits. Really? Um. Yeah, no idea 18 and the Vikings Are 24th So they're not getting any pressure on the quarterback Is the issue uh, so We're
1: getting that much pressure on them
0: Yeah, they're wow. 18th 18th in quarterback hits But how many of those come I don't have the breakdown That should be something I do But how many of those come in the first half Like we, what we saw in the first half Against the Titans, you pointed out is the that big hit by Alton Robinson which caused the fumble, which set the Seahawks offense up in great position. Carson ran it in two plays within but you know, even when we were watching that, up the middle, Carson running against the the Titans defense, which did nothing in the first half, they they were struggling for Kyle Fuller was just terrible, first of all. Yeah. They didn't do anything up the middle running the ball. And that needs to change this week.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's and he mentioned that no picks. I forgot about that. How do we not have any picks? I mean, I you know, and I was predicting Jamal Adams is going to have a a, a sack a game at least. And I I don't. He's. They're not. He doesn't seem to be as much of a factor as I thought he'd be. Um, No picks is crazy. I mean, I thought this was the new Legion of Boom, right? Yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're. I don't know what they're doing, Jamal Adams. I mean, he hasn't had a tackle for loss or a sack in the first. I mean, maybe, maybe that's not his thing. Maybe they're trying to play more in coverage, but that didn't work. And I don't blame that. Oh, no, that's. I don't blame that on Adams. I blame that on the cornerback and not DJ Reed, but Trey Flowers and the others. That's more of a Quandre Diggs thing. The guy we saw being outrun by Derrick Henry went down the sideline, and then throwing his helmet. I'm like, dude, you got containment on that. That's you. As far yeah. as um. Defense uh, yards allowed per rush. The Seahawks are 22nd at 4.6, which eh, it is what it is. The Vikings are somewhere up there. I'm looking at the stats right now. The Vikings don't exist again. Uh, They're 19. So basically what this is going to tell you is the Vikings' pass defense isn't that good. And so Seattle needs to come out and run the ball or sorry, pass the ball. But they need to use their tight ends this week. But my prediction, and we'll finish with the predictions, my prediction is that Minnesota wins 36-30. to 30. I think the Seahawks offense does a lot in the first half of the game. Again, maybe does something for once in the second half. But I just have no faith in the defense at this point with the offensive skill position players that the Vikings have. So I've got 36-30 Vikings first game at home in 2021.
1: Yeah, I've, I'll, I got the Vikings 30-27. And all those stats you read, it it seems like they're pretty even on majority of them, except for that first one that defense is. So who knows? I mean, there weren't there wasn't that many, you know, disparages on the or differences on the in the statistics. So this ought to be an interesting game. It's a game the Seahawks can win for sure because you know it's the Vikings and they usually do well against the Vikings, but with what we've seen in the first couple weeks, I don't have a lot of confidence that they're going to win.
0: Yeah. It's just a shame. Cause it's, it's funny how we switched from, not we, but 12s in general switch from week one to week two. It was like week one was like, Oh, you know what? This feels all right. And then it's like after week two, it's like, eh, we're not going to make the playoffs. So maybe week three will change everything. I'm sure Packers fans feel the same way in reverse. Um, We'll see. (laughs) At least we don't have Jameis Winston as a quarterback. That's
1: right. uh,
0: (laughs) Anyway, that's our show. Thanks for listening. As always, Kevin has the last two words.
1: Go Hawks!